0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to BB and Budgie's Thursday night recce. BB with you tonight for a very special edition. We've got two special guests to talk to, uh, one with a, a very shiny new car, the other one with one that's uh, hopefully going to be looking shiny in a week or so's time. But we'll start with the man with the shiny rig, Dylan Thompson. And uh, as you can see, he's sitting at the wheel of a, a brand-new rally for Fiesta, Dylan Thompson. um there's probably all sorts of expressions that we can't use on this, but maybe cloud wine, does that, does that work?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty excited. Um, it's like a dream, really, after all these months of it, um, trying to get it here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sitting in it because I can't get out because I'm that excited. Um, I'm at <laughs> Ben Hunt's place at the moment in Auckland. Um, the car got off the boat on Monday morning, um, and we managed to get it here uh, last night. Uh, prepped it for compliance and um i got warrant and registered today with the help of um the compliance people in motorsport new zealand have um, done an awesome job to rush all that through um so yeah and and luckily ben was nice enough to offer his shiny new shed here um i need to give him a bit of crap because my car's in a lot more of a intact condition than his one currently is (laughs) but um He's gone out to get dinner, so he's not even working on it at
0: the moment. <laughs> Blimmin' slacker, isn't he? Uh, um, I guess talk us through a little bit of the process, what's involved in, in, as you say, you know, working with Motorsport New Zealand, the compliance people, um, to, to get a car, because obviously this is not something that, that people do every day. Um, talk us through that process from getting the car from Poland, I think?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it was in Poland, um, <laughs> and yeah, shipping it was it was quite a challenge. But um, again, I need to thank Autofico in um, Poland, um, who we purchased the car off, um, and they actually ship cars around Poland. That's their business, so um, they managed to get a, us a spot on a roll on roll off boat at real short notice, which wasn't something that was. Um, going to be an easy task um, and the boat had already gone past Poland so it had to we quickly shipped it to Germany um, and got it on the boat it was a real rush like from the time we had a spot on the boat we had a week to get it there um, yeah. and and luckily Autofico were um, able to um, organise getting all the options and everything put on the car before it left because we did have a feeling it would turn up a week before a rally and we'd have to do two weeks' worth of work in a week. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, we managed to get them to do as much as we could. Um, But, yeah, with the Motorsport New Zealand side of things, um, we're very lucky that um, Rana and and Kingsley were the guinea pigs, effectively, of bringing the homologated cars in, um, which all of this stuff as Motorsport New Zealand have got away around um, working with um, NZTA. To be able to get these awesome, world class cars registered in New Zealand, uh, so we can go rally.
0: So obviously, this this car for those that are unaware, this is you know we we've seen the likes of Tim Mackesy, um, Jackson Clendon in these cars. We'll see Bryn Jones has also bought one, and we haven't seen that yet. So we'll see two of these new Rally Four Fiestas at um, at Whangarei next week, which is not very far away. Um, you, you're obviously very familiar with the ST, which I guess is the original, I guess the the grandfather of this car. But talk us through the differences.
1: Yeah, well, we're actually quite surprised how similar it is to a degree. Yep. Um, last night we quickly pulled it apart to to you know make sure everything was going to pass compliance, okay, and and make sure the standards were right. Um, and it, it comes apart a lot easier than a ST does. Um, yep obviously the the 25 years of of experience that M-Sport now have with WRC cars, R5s, R2 cars, you know, little things like taking the, um, the sump guard side protection off is now a little clip. So instead of getting a rattle gun out, you know, it takes a second to get four clips off, you know, it's so easy. Um, little things like that. Um, there's so much room in the engine bay. Like we can see everything. Um, you can almost put a V eight in this engine bay. I reckon there's that much room. Yeah. Um, so that's another good thing. Um, one thing we did notice is you feel a little bit claustrophobic in the car. Um, I don't know what it is. I think the dash is quite long. Um, you're quite everything's quite close. Um, you can have your hand on the steering wheel and your pinky can touch a gear shifter. So it's stuff like that. That they it's designed really really well. Um, and obviously the fest is like a box. It's as high as it is wide uh, <laughs> it's taller than it is wide, so your head heights quite a bit um so yeah, everything feels quite close in here but um i I drove it back from compliance for the first time, which was um only about an hour and a half ago now <laughs> so um yeah, that was my first time driving it, and the left hand drive thing so far doesn't seem to be an issue like i was I was overthinking a little bit and panicking myself so um, that side of things, I was that excited to drive it, I was halfway back to Ben's and I realised that I was sitting on the other side of the car
0: like,
1: <laughs> so I was, just place the car like you normally would you know but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, it's going to take a long time to get used to it obviously um, first of all I put my foot down for the first time and holy heck like, <laughs> holy heck <laughs> <There> <laughs> that goes. car we drove at Targa had a lot more power than my car um but the torque in these things um is the most impressive thing like um you know yeah it's like a, a little car is always the way you know you can thrash your crap out of them and not break the speed limit but you know you're in fourth gear and this you put your foot halfway down and you can't even get the full potential because you're like okay, i have to wait till you know sunday for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah no it's incredible it's going to be completely different um you know, it'll it'll be the old story. I remember when I first jumped in the Fiesta, you know, with 130 horsepower back then, which is um, almost 100 horsepower less than this has. <laughs> and, and you know, first stage in the rally, and you're halfway through the stage, and goes, oh, I've still got a quarter of the throttle pedal left yeah. because you know, back then it felt really quick, but now obviously it's everything's like slow motion. So you know, it'll it'll take time. Um, the main goal with Fong Ray is, you know, people saying, Oh, why are you running it straight away? Like, it's, it's a brand new car, it probably needs to be tested. Um, we've obviously got shakedown, but we had to do it at some point. And you know, if we bought our car up to Fong Ray, it was going to be a there's a chance that it wasn't going to finish because it is an old car now. And knowing this car was coming, we haven't maintained it to the level that we probably should have been. Yep. Um, and and you've got to pull that band-aid off at some point. So, you know, it, it is a good rally in the fact that the stages have been similar for the last few years. So it takes the it takes the the, you know, part where you don't have to the notes, you know, will be right, because i have had the same stages for the last couple of years. Or we I've run them before. Um, you know, it takes that guest part out so you can just focus solely on the driving. We know the layout of the event, we know. You know, we know what is coming. Um, obviously, you still use your notes a lot, but it just makes that a lot easier. We can spend Friday night checking the car over, or well, not Friday night, Thursday night and Wednesday night checking the car over opposed to going over notes like we normally would. Yep,
0: yep. Um, start of the season, obviously, you were in the older car. Um, a little bit of a, a, a challenging <laughs> start. Um, but, you know, the reality was after a fair bit of, huffing and puffing and jumping over Jack's car, you you got to the finish and, and banked some points. Um, Whangarei is the last of the, the two-day rounds of the championship and, and obviously the bonus points that go with that. How do you temper learning a new car against the fact that you, you are behind in the points and you need to catch some up?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, there is that. But at the same point, you know, okay, we go there. Um, you know, we've got a new car, it's cool. You know, you get a bit ahead of yourself and you throw it off the road. That would be, in my situation right now, that would be the end of our season. So, you know, the championship's lost on the spot, basically. Um, we haven't done as many Ks as we probably should have, or we've done no Ks. Um, so we need to be smart here. Like, you know, it's not something we want to end up in a position where we're waiting for parts overseas or, you know, having to call upon sponsors to help us out, you know. So, you know, I'm not saying it, we could go too slow and fall off, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things. But, you know, it's, it's very hard to analyse sitting here on Thursday night, the week before the rally, you know. Um, after shakedown, I have a better idea of what, how the car feels, how I am with car position, you know, all that stuff. Um, but basically our main goal is to top three at a game Yep. Um, you know, if, if we're higher than top three, then it's a bonus. Um, Jackson's quite a way ahead of us in the overall tool drive, um, but it's not unobtainable in our class at the moment. Yep. Um, so yeah, we just need to not do anything silly, get the car to the end, learn, make sure everything's going good, and then we're doing Canterbury Rally in three weeks' time um, as a shakedown event. Um, yep. And, and throw Richard back in the car because he loved Canterbury last year and and that'll help him with notes and help me um, get a bit more seat time and then we got South Canterbury two weeks after that. So, you know, when you look at how much Jackson's done seat time-wise, unfortunately, he didn't get to do the whole season last year and that's, that's something that no one likes to see and I really don't want to put myself in that position as well. Um, so if we do canterbury then our seat time is going to come up to almost where he is now um and same with brin we're going to learn together so our speed should go up at the same rate yep so you know we can sort of gauge ourselves off that a little bit um but yeah it's like anything you know someone jumps an st for the first time and then looks at my times you can't compare that you know like i know that thing like inside out and i know exactly how to place that car and how to drive it with this, I'm, I've got as good a guess as you've got right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. The step up from the ST, because both yourself and Bryn and, and Jackson did the same, um, I guess it's a bit of a benchmark. But we, how, what do you expect the step up to be in terms of performance?
1: Um, it's a hard one. Um, but obviously, probably the main thing is we're another 10, 15K an hour quicker in a straight line. So instantly, you know, over a 20K stage in South Canterbury where you're sitting up there that whole time, you know, you get 10 seconds straight off the bat for, you know, doing nothing basically. Um, So that will probably be the biggest gain. The technology, obviously, we've got another, I would say, just looking at it maybe over 100 mil travel in the front. You know, when you dip a wheel off the road now, instead of a big bump, it's going to just soak it up or a pothole is not going to kick the car up in theory, you know. So all that stuff is gonna be that much better. Um we don't have a brake booster like a factory road car with factory brake um calipers. Um, you know, it's it's a motorsport setup now with the same brakes as we had on the green Sabar, um with a booster delete. So, you know, your brakes are more hopefully the brakes will be more confident. They feel great on the road already. Um sequential, obviously, yeah, the years of development that M Sport have done with WRC drivers and JWRC and working what works and you know dash placement, all that stuff. It, it's all going to make that minute difference, which makes everything easier for us um, and makes the tire push into the road so much better. So,
0: one point you touched on there—the green Subaru, of course—you ran in in Cat One in 2019. You've won you know, Cat Two multiple times. People will be asking why. Yeah, obviously, there's a, a fair investment in this car as opposed to the, the ST. Why go down this route rather than trying to move into, say, Cat 5 or Cat, Cat 1?
1: Um, Well, the Cat 5 thing is, is an awesome thing for people, you know, with the H6s or the older Group N cars that want to get into national championship rallying, you know. Yep. You know, get your TV coverage, get a taste of it, come do recce, do everything we experience, But I, I think the thing that turned me away from Cat five was I'm so used to doing a full championship that I couldn't step back to doing one day. Cause the two day rallies are such an adventure. You take your team, you know, you're up there for a week. It's hard, off, hard on the bosses or hard on myself. And I'm getting away from work for so long, but it's an adventure. Um, you know, we're all a traveling family and it's so much fun. So I, I couldn't, step back from that i thought maybe the the return from sponsors point of views is less because you can't win the overall championship um so as going back i i felt that wasn't the right step for me um category one it's sort of it's not unobtainable but the risk is a lot higher and the investment's a lot higher so we thought you know we could we could go and buy the the green savour and we could run that um you're using four tyres every service, not two. Um, you're maintaining two diffs, not one. You you've got to buy four new axles every season, not two. You know, the the, 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 the running cost is almost double in a four drive car. You know, ethanol. Using a litre, a K, not half a litre, okay, a in this. Um, so that stuff. But these are very competitive on paper. The power to weight in this car is better than that Subaru. So um, they're incredible bits of kit, and also. It's getting hard to run. The Subarus are getting a bit old, and that the Evos are even, you know, a bit older. Some of them. Yeah. Um, with this thing here, we you jump on the M Sport um, portal, and you know we need, you know, four brake rotors, and six days later, there's four bro- brake rotors sitting on the doorstep. Um, it makes it that much easier. You know, we can email M Sport and say the car's doing this. What 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 do we do? And they can email back and say, ah. Oh, uh, check this, <laughs> yep. we, you know, um, and the R five thing, w- the thing that turned me away from it a wee bit was with this, you know, we smack a guard, smack a door, bend a bumper. Um, we ordered a brand new bumper a Ford before the car even arrived. They had one in New Zealand that turned up within a couple of days. Um, R five stuff's a bit harder to do that sort of stuff. Um, so for us, this was the best way of carrying on doing what we're doing. Um, Cat is awesome. You know Jackson, Jordan, Bryn. Last year Charlie, um, yeah, all of those people. Tim, everyone that comes into the class, we all have such a good rivalry. You know, yep. we we all help each other out. We get out. We laugh about stuff. You know, oh, he gave us a toweling in there. You know, and that's how it should be. We've got a lot of money invested in it, but at the same time, we're all good friends. And if like last year jordan went off um at rally new zealand and no one knew where he was and all of a sudden we're all like you know panicking or did you see him or where is he or you know and it wasn't until you know the car came out and was like oh you know he's right, he's back there and he's had an accident you know it goes to show you know we're all friends and we all you know care about each other so i i love that side of things you know we all between you know me and Bryn and jordan we all go out for dinner the night before Ricky generally on a on a friday night if we've got time you know catch up and wind each other up <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah and it, it's just a lot of fun um and these cars are obviously the best way to get the ultimate performance at half the cost yep um so this step from going from a a thirty thousand dollar you know m sport st fiesta to yeah. an r5 car is selling my house <laughs> <laughs> so yep. um yeah. This is just, I feel, the best way. And the fact that now it's like it was back when um Ben and Phil were running and David Holder were running the um group N cars. We've now got three cars in the class, all ident- identical and Tim's one which is the model before but similar um similar performance, you know? Yep. So, you know, it and now it's just it's sort of a no-brainer, really. It's like the R five thing. You know, why would you not?
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, we'll let you get back to to prepping it because i yeah. plenty of work to do. But one yeah. one last question: How many times have you gone to get in the right hand seat? None. Oh, I'm very impressed. <laughs> I,
1: I haven't. I haven't even touched the door handle. <laughs> baden has got it from the right hand side, um, and he can't even see over the dash. I was like a
0: little child,
1: so, yeah, no, nah, no boxes are big yet. But, um,
0: no,
1: nah, I just need to remember you always get on in on the outside of the road, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, when
1: Blaine says left, that's the side I'm sitting on,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all changed, it's all, changed. yeah, yeah, no, nah, really all right, your, your time tonight, Dylan. Thank you very much, and, and we very much look forward to seeing your shiny new toy next week at Fomeray.
1: Yeah, hopefully we're there. (laughs) No, it'll be right. We'll jump out of here and um,
0: put it back together. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dylan Thompson, the man with the shiny new car. And now we've got a man who's trying to make his car new and shiny again, Hayden McKenzie. Um, Not the best start to the championship for you in 2023, mate. Um, Things were sort of, you know, looking promising off the back end of last year and some good pace, especially at Rally New Zealand. Um, You're just working your way into things at Otago and then, Talk us through um, what happened, which I'm sure everyone's seen already.
2: Yeah, I think I think everyone's seen the end result. Um, look, we've we've sort of made some really big steps forward since uh, Rally New Zealand, and um, what we've done is we'd actually managed to find um, a lot more usable horsepower with the car, so the car was driving so much more uh, well, so much better. Um, yep. We had power right the way through the rev range, uh, gave me a lot more confidence. We'd also since uh, NZRC we'd we changed, uh, sorry, since WRC we changed all the suspension, so the car actually had full AP4 um, suspension uh, uh, travel because we we had reduced travel in the in the car at WRC, and so look, it was looking really good for us. And and hey, what we did, we were we were just driving what I thought was a, a very very safe pace, and we were just easing our way into it. And what turned out to be a really small sort of era. And, and I look, I've watched the in-car a hundred times and I've tried to pick out what we did and, and what actually happened. And I think probably the learning for me is and still probably quite an experience on writing notes. Um We've written the note as uh as just a I think it was off off top meter six right over crest and it probably needed to be a mid crest so I turned in slightly too early which in the AP four they're pretty incredible you can change your three quite quickly and you know I'd sort of changed that turned back in um, full throttle and uh, and came over the top of the crest and the car was airborne so when it's come down I don't know if we've touched the inside of the lip of the corner or whether it's just when we've been on opposite lock through the slide when it's landed it's just drifted the car uh, to the left and then we clipped the bank look any other corner to be honest we probably would have just run wide and it would never have been an issue it was just that particular corner there was no there was no margin for error and we we found that and um the car rode the bank and uh went over it. we think it probably it looks like about four times so yeah the end result for the car was was not the best
0: you um you know you've obviously had a, a varied, um, Motorsport background, um, and you were part of the the NZ V8s when crash and bang and all that was um, was well and truly part of the game. But you were saying this is this is the biggest bell ringer. Oh look, I've never
2: had anything like this like that. Um, that was huge uh, to come over and then because I think what's happened is when we've actually um, ridden the bank and look to be fair in the old Evo or something like that. It wouldn't have actually gone up the bank. It would have hit the bank and come off. But because of the AP fours and the suspension travel and and where the where the wheels sit, it literally just went straight up the bank. And I think we probably came down by looks of it probably from about a meter and a half at, at, from the in car at about 120 k's an hour straight onto the roof. So it was it was big. Like I I couldn't get over how aggressive it was. And um, and, and certainly it was not something I want to repeat in a hurry. Let's put it that way
0: absolutely so talk us through the the damage because from what you were saying in some ways it's lucky and in other ways not so lucky
2: yeah look how you try and take the positives out of anything and um as we've got with the car the running gear the motor the radiators everything like that so the main all the main sort of components of the car were completely undamaged we we near enough went from roof to roof to roof on the rolls Um, so you know everything down to we've got a couple of suspension brackets that are broken um, and but effectively the front end of the car the the motor the the works and everything like that is in pristine condition the car the car arrived back from Christchurch uh, rolled off the trailer about 30 minutes later it was running Uh, so we we know that everything like that's pretty good but it's just the extent of the damage and the repair that's that we're having to take place to, to get it now ready for the next round.
0: Yeah. So how's that um, looking at this point in time?
2: Slim, slim. I think is probably the um, the answer. We've um, we've pushed and look. I can't thank the team at DNG enough, and and obviously Force and uh, Force Motorsport and things. There, everyone's everyone's sort of giving it a solid go, but we've we've just running out of days now. So the car's not quite out of force. So. What we've done is it went straight away, it was stripped within sort of 48 hours, back down to a, a near on to a, I suppose, a, a bare shell. Um, a, you know, motor and everything's still in it, because that's that's all fine. Uh, we luckily, I already had a donor car sitting there. So that car got uh, instantly stripped and ready to go at the same time. And what we've done is the, basically we've unstitched the, the, um, the actual main body of the car And we've brought the car back to a full cage and things like that. And so already now the new body and that's sitting on top, that's all done. Uh, We're just waiting now for when, unfortunately, when the car's gone over, the front section of the cage above the, you know, where it's gone roof to roof in front of the driver, we're having to cut that out. So everything, um, main main hoop and everything like that, everything like that's perfect. The chassis is not marked in any way, shape or form, sat on a chassis machine, it's perfect. Yep. Uh, but it's just literally, unfortunately, we've just done a lot of uh, we've done a bit of cage damage up the top above the drivers. So the main bar above, say the windscreen, um, the bars above, say my, myself and, and Mike, they were bent. So we're having to we're having to replace those. So that's where it's in that it, force getting that done now.
0: Yep, and, and as you say, it's been a massive amount of um, there's there's certainly some very impressive pictures floating around of of the work that's that's gone into it. It's it's such a team game, isn't it? Oh,
2: it's huge. And look, everyone's had a, you know, right the way down to the panel beta that's done it down in Pocono, look, they've, done, they've done an amazing job and to get where we've got so quickly. And, you know, it's just unfortunate when we, we ran, force ran into the issue that they, there wasn't any chromoly available. So they've had to scrounge chromoly and that, but everything is putting, pushing us back by two or three days. And we didn't actually have those two or three days realistically we'd sort of said that we needed it out of the panel shop, uh sorry, out of um out of force today. So we could because we, we still need to paint the interior of the car, the exterior of the car. So we we had that lined up that we could do that over the weekend. But it doesn't look like it's gonna come out this week. So if it doesn't come out this week, well we've got sort of ducks in a row, we're we're not gonna unfortunately make Wong Ray. So the last minute push is there, but I think it's she's getting slimmer by the by the day, the hour, of the minute. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, yeah, it's, it'd be a tough pill for everyone to swallow. But I, I want to talk to you as well. Obviously, this is is very much you very busy in in real life as well. Not only with a a young family, but a fairly you know sizable business and plenty of people to look after. How do you sort of compartmentalize? What's a fairly big shunt and try and turn around because it's not like you can spend hours and hours and hours analyzing it you know you've got plenty going on and i guess what you call the real world as well oh look to be fair i
2: had um i had a fair amount of time on the side of the road looking at a car and um parked in the trees upside down uh to sort of <laughs> try and try and figure out and and look what i've done i was pretty just dis- i'll be honest i was pretty disillusioned then i um you go you know, I've never, I've never had a wreck like that before. Like, you know, in the V8s and all that sort of thing, like I've had crashes and I've had, you know, reasonable size ones over the years, anyone that races has. But that to me, like looking at it and looking at the car, I was, because we put so much effort and work to get to the car to where it was and and it's a stunning car and it will be a stunning car again. um, You know, look, that was really um, demotivating. You're going, geez, why am I doing this and things like that. but you know, as time's gone on, I'm sort of you know, and and even you know, support from the team, uh, Michael, my co-driver, uh, you know, even down to my father, you know, just going, hey, shit, this happens. It's racing. If you want to be at the pointy end, well, you you know the risk. So uh, you know, as everyone said to me, you could go and run mid-pack and cruise and and run a very safe race and have no damage. But you know, we we don't want to be there. I've, I'm still competitive, and I and I my my goal was to really get up into that top five and I and I still think we've got the the ability to do that. So but yeah actually breaking it down afterwards I suppose I got back into work and the the car was traveling north. There was nothing to do with that. Luckily I've got a good group of people around me that can actually do that. You know, like I, I need to get stuck into business so I can and um you know so I can afford to do what what we do. Yep. And um yeah, so look, we, we looked at it, I've watched the footage, I've tried to figure out what we've done. Um, look, you could come up with a group of ideas realistically of how it's happened, but it's happened now and we just need to move forward and, and we, we want to be there, so we're going to get back there and, and that. So hey, it just means I need to probably work a little bit harder to pay for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, there's that inconvenient side effect to um, the crashing as well. But um, yeah, so potentially you're looking at, at South Canterbury for a comeback, one of the fastest rallies in the championship. Do you see that as being intimidating? Uh,
2: look, it's I was hoping to get back to Wangarei, and there's there's two trains of thought for that. Uh, Wangarei really was one of those chances that I could actually get back in the car pretty early in the piece. It's fresh in my mind, and you go back to doing what we do. Um, the longer you're out of the car, I think it's tougher in that respect. Also, Wangarei for me is probably... With my level of experience and things like that, and I've still got a heck of a lot to learn, um, the rally suits me. There's a lot more tighter roads. It's probably look. There's a couple of stages that are really fast and things like that, but they become almost like a tarmac stage, which I've had experience in in the past. So I drive it like a tarmac stage. Uh, but yeah, the going back to um, going back to South Canterbury is is sort of going to be one of those things that's. It's probably, yeah, look, I wouldn't say it's daunting. We'll get we'll get there and we'll make it happen and we'll do it. But it's um it would have been nice to get out earlier at Wong and have a, a rally that suits me, get one under your bout, even if I took it easy and maybe not get the results we wanted. It's just at least we were able to do it and get back on the horse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean I think a lot of us remember that fantastic battle that yourself and Dave Seavers had in, in the rally challenge class there last year.
2: Yeah, I had a last year was awesome. I had a lot of fun in that. Um, I suppose, look, unfortunately, the AP four wasn't ready last year, so at the very last minute, I pulled the Evo nine out of the shed and and we'd sort of we'd spoken about that early whether I took the Evo nine back out and had another go just to get out. But what we decided is look, the Evo nine um, needed a little bit of work, and we focused all our energy on trying to get the AP four there. So. It's just unfortunate now that we can't bring the Evo. It's too late now to get the Evo Nine out of the ship. Yep. But no, I had an absolute ball last year. I think on the on the Saturday evening though, I I kicked myself. I was too worried about damaging my Evo Nine. I love that car. It's <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, I've always joked and said, Hey, look, if I'm rallying when I'm fifty-five or sixty, if I'm you know, if I'm like Brian Green out there and doing and just having fun, that's the car I want to do it in. Yep. Um, at the moment, she's getting pretty tough to get parts for that car. So I was always worried about damaging it. So I got to Saturday night, looked at where I was, and went, "Geez, guys, we're, we're better than this. I need to, I need to put the hammer down." I think Stage Stage One the following day, we were fifth fastest. You know, like <laughs> you no, know, I, I sort of probably got a bit of a shake up and realized that we could do better. But a for me is it's it, it's one of those rallies I've done a couple of times. I've had good
0: success there, um, and the the road suit me. Yep. Excellent, excellent. So, hey, look, um, we'll wrap it up there. We really appreciate you taking the time to to have a chat to us. Um, we hope, against hope, that we may see you at A next week, but um, understand that time's definitely against you. Um, and, and, yeah, really appreciate your time and look forward to seeing what you can do when you do get the opportunity to get back on the horse because, you know, I, I certainly think your progression towards the front end of the field is is apparent.
2: Yeah, no, look, we'll get there. We're looking forward to it. And, you know, I definitely, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back in that car. And as I said, look, we'll rebuild it back to the standard that it was, the presentation that it was. And, you know, because we've always said, you know, a car that looks good goes good, and that's where we want to be. Magic. Thanks, Hayden. Thanks for that.